0: what is up everybody this is february which means this is the match of the month the first sunday of every month as promised this one was pretty easy i'm actually recording this in january like we're two or three weeks from the royal rumble but i already knew the match of the month was actually actually knew the next two months but then because of uh john Huber's passing Brody lee um we changed uh this january's match of the month but um, I already knew what this match of the month was gonna be, and instead of procrastinating, I said, "You know what? Let's just knock this out." So um, that's what we're doing. Um, so if you see the titles, you see three stages of hell. To me, there's only been a few three stages of hell matches. I can't think of too many off the top of my head. I know two. I know the top two for sure. I know there's way more than two though, but I don't think it's more than 10 in WWE's history. Um, I can't, I don't, I think WWE's is probably the only company to even call it three stages of hell, but I don't think it's up to ten. I would love to do, matter of fact, I, uh, some of you guys just think I do this cause trying to be funny and you guys laugh at me, but no, I truly like, I don't, I, I research it, but there's just there's certain things I don't think about I'm like then when I'm talking live, I'm like, you know what? Let me look this up. So I'm actually looking at up now. So in WWE, there is only four three stages of hell matches in company history. The final one took place in 2013. Three out of the four feature Triple H. That's an interesting fact there. The last one was John Cena and Ryback for the WWE Championship. I would not have guessed that in Jeopardy. Um, This is very fascinating now that I'm looking it up. I knew of the first two. I did not know of the last two. I could... Oh, I i'm sure i've watched them but i just they just don't don't stand out to me um yeah they really don't the bash 2009 triple h and randy orton i don't remember this match um but 2009 was well yeah it was the, the year of Orton because Orton punted a uh, freaking vince to start the year off then won the rumble then lost at Wrestlemania, but then won the WWE Championship from Triple H in that six-man tag team match while punting him. Um... Interesting. I just wouldn't guess. Well, this is the first three stages of hell match in company history. It is Triple H versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. And to me, this is one of the most surprising outcomes, talking about for me as a fan uh, in company history, just for me, because I was a huge Triple H guy. Like, so here's how it happened, just to give you guys a little background, then we'll go do what led up to this match. So for the longest time, like once I found Jericho in ECW, he was the first guy I think to, to suplex Taz. Once I found him, he was my guy. And then he went to WCW, so he was my guy in WCW. Triple H became my guy, I want to say, after WrestleMania 12, or during WrestleMania 12, when he got into that big brawl with Mark Merrow. I liked him. I, him and Shawn, I liked them both, or whatever. Um, and then, as the years went on, Jericho came over, so then Booker T and DDP became my guys in WCW. Well, Triple H was my guy, hardcore. I mean, it got to the point where like literally, like No Mercy, the video game, I, w- I would play with everybody else, and if you kept beating me, I would then get Triple H. That was like my secret weapon, and no one could beat me with Triple H. And um, it was just, it was just, he was just my guy. And so many people ask me my favorite wrestler of all time is that, and that's, it's te- technically a tie. It's between Macho Man and Jericho. At one point in time, it was Macho Man and Triple H, and Jericho was number two. But Triple H, The Reign of Terror, 2003, that was some of the worst booking, some of the just the worst stuff I've ever seen in my life. The whole Booker T debacle, the, the, the short-term run for Randy Orton, I just didn't enjoy his stuff, and it knocked him down so much for me. Like... I legitimately was just turned off by the character for so long that I I still watch Triple H matches but it was just like out of habit at that point you know um, so he's now like number two he's still he's still top five for me but man he, he lost a lot but at this time no one could touch my air quotes love you can't see me doing air quotes uh, for Triple H um, and even though I knew with Austin coming back, he it was him, it was gonna be him at the at WrestleMania, I was rooting for and I didn't watch this match live at first. I actually had a friend who taped it, and they ended up giving me the tape. So I followed this match on dial up internet, so it's like super slow. So the guy, whoever was you know, writing the article, whatever, he I'm literally like watching the screen. <laughs> as you can see him typing the review as the match is going on it was uh interesting times to say the least um but let's get to what led up to this match so 1999 triple h mankind steve austin that SummerSlam. jesse ventura the special referee mankind wins the title only to be a transitional champion because triple h wins it the very next night now there's been things said Steve Austin is really good at dodging questions. I've noticed, like when people will ask him stuff flat out, either he doesn't remember or he'll say that wasn't his call. The only thing he actually admits to, besides being a little selfish, which I can see that he was a t- he was a top guy. He Austin to this day is I don't care what anyone says. Austin is the greatest or most popular. Excuse me. He is Austin is the most popular superstar in WWE history. Hands down, there is no no words for that. Hogan is probably the most, him and Hogan are definitely the most recognizable. John Cena is probably the greatest superstar in WWE history as far as to never go to another company and be on top as long as he was. He trumps anybody's tenure without a doubt. Undertaker is their greatest character so i hope you guys know the difference well depending on who you talk to and once again triple h has even been low-key about this i remember watching his documentary and he said i don't know exactly what happened why why it went from because that match went through so many iterations at first it was china versus austin then it was mankind versus austin then it was triple h versus austin then it was a triple threat like rumor has always been that austin thought triple h was not ready to be champion he didn't want to drop it to him one-on-one i don't know how true this is because i don't know like like i said even when I, i i can't remember who asked austin the question but austin dodged it with the best and we give austin a pass a lot of people give austin a pass um, I don't know why. I'm assuming just because everybody loves him. Um, but uh, I do know there's been a couple times in a couple interviews, people have asked him flat out, why did you not drop the championship? Why did mankind have to be a transitional champion? Because it, it really made no sense in hindsight. Because mankind pinned Austin. He didn't actually pin Triple H. Triple H pedigreed him. Mankind came in, hit him. Triple H left or got thrown out, whatever the bleep. And then mankind pinned Austin. So it was like really weird, you know, and also to pin the Austin at that time, to pin Austin or to pin Hogan, see, pinning Rock or Cena, it just, it just wasn't a big deal because those guys for, his, for, say what you want to about them, they were very selfless, like Rock willingly went to creative and said oh yeah give me the belt uh, july in that triple threat match which was a great triple threat match rock austin I mean, excuse me rock uh, undertaker and and angle and I'll, I'll drop it to brock i have no problem doing that i'm leaving anyway cena has never had an issue dropping has never had issue losing now sometimes it's you no know, i mean i'm not gonna say he's never i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna say these guys have never let's not go crazy but when it's come when it comes time to do business they've always been about business and for selfish as they as they have been, and they might have hurt some talent along the way, they've also helped a lot of talent along the way. Um, so it's it's so those two I gotta take those two out because they were way more selfless than o- H- Hogan and Austin. You know we know for sure they have been tied and linked with not dropped with not losing matches and saying when they're going to do something when they're not mainly Hogan. But to pin Austin in 99 was dude, that's still Austin and peak Austin. You know, this isn't 2002 Austin, you know, where he's, you know, moving slowly and he's lost, he's lost something because the injuries and stuff are piling up. This is Steve Austin at his hottest and, and WWE at their hottest. So it was a big deal. And two months later, the thing that people forget was that Triple H ended up being Austin anyway. He pinned him. Yeah, it was uh, shenanigans. It was uh, Rock coming out next, dealing, hitting him with a steel chair, and then Triple H pinning him. Um, but it was still he lost, you know. But once again, it's, it, there's a difference between losing the championship match and losing the WWE championship altogether. You, you know what I'm saying? I, I do, I do get that. Um, but <sighs> so. This was That was just weird. It was weird times. Well, anyways, we get to Survivor Series. And this is something we talked about on the, on the program before. The triple threat match that never was. It was supposed to be Triple H, champion, defending against The Rock and Steve Austin. That's because the prior month would happen. And as many of you know, and the ones that don't know, Austin on that show was ran over by a car. Now, obviously, this was to get him off television. He had his neck fused. He was going to be out. Uh, who knew? And so in 2000, WWE got even hotter, and Rock and Triple H were on fire. Like to me, if you watch Backlash 2000, yeah, Austin made that running, and the place went nuts. But watch that match. That match was fantastic. That should have been the WrestleMania main event. That that convoluted four-way, whatever that was, but. This was, I think, people say, 2000 into two, early 2001 when he hit, hurt his quad. That was a Triple H that people liked the most, um, and I don't blame him. He was at his hottest. He, if people didn't think he deserved the WWE Championship, he proved them wrong that 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 year. Him and Rock carried the company when you would just when you would think the company would not obviously not go under, but they would flounder a little bit because their main star is gone. And that was not the case. Um, It was fantastic. Well, Austin comes back. And now it's the mystery of who ran Austin over. And in one of the biggest surprises, I, I don't think anyone, I mean, I wasn't reading dirt sheets at the time. I was not reading Meltzer stuff. I wasn't. So for me, it was surprising. And I didn't see it coming, and it made no sense. Rikishi said he did it for The Rock, and it's like, what? For me to, you guys may see Rikishi now, see that he can dance and blah blah blah. I can't press upon you how hot Too Cool was that that year. Too Cool was in one of the biggest main events in SmackDown history, one of the highest rating main events and great main events at smackdown hit too cool was so freaking hot it was ridiculous rikishi and too cool that was just magic to me you know what they remind me of they they got over they remind me of the new day when brian christopher and scott taylor scott too high got together it was just two white guys dancing terribly and that act they got they, they legitimately got over he got the warm over as a finishing move then you put rikishi with them a samoan who can go that was one of the great groups one of the most popular groups in history and to me that that's that that kind of paved the path for a group like new day that's kind of goofy and you might not like all the cute shenanigans but it's like damn that's still cool It's still that's still fun now they never moved as much merchandise as New Day, but at the same time, it's a different time. But to me, that's what it reminds me of. It was So it was just surprising. um, Because he was so hot, and I guess they wanted to switch it up, see what they can do with him in the main event picture. Uh, spoiler alert, they did nothing with him in the main event picture. As a matter of fact, to me, I think he lost some momentum. Like that year, Rikishi's... Mo- I can remember several Rikishi moments. Uh, the Royal Rumble where Rikishi had the diesel spot that year. Um, also, the, the steel cage match with Val Venus where he lost the match, but Jin jumped off the top of the cage onto Val Venus. How he was able to protect Val, I'll never know. Um, it was just a great year to be a wrestling. 2000 was so good. So freaking good. Um, well, he comes back. He's a heel now. And he's just like, hey, you know, I ran you over, Austin. I did it. I did it for you. I did it for the rock. I did it for the people. Well now, two weeks later, the the real mastermind behind things is proven as Triple H. Triple H paid Rikishi or whatever to run him over. Now this has turned into now Rikishi is a side dish. He is like he is like the green beans and now the steak and potatoes is Austin and Triple H and they ha- they have a blood feud for the next three months. Like, until their WrestleMania programs were set up, it was Austin and Triple H just beating the living crap out of each other. You go to the Royal Rumble, excuse me, you go to Armageddon, that six-man Armageddon Hell in a Cell match. They're beating the hell out of each other in that. Then you go to the Royal Rumble, Triple H has a championship match, Austin costs him that. Then later on, Austin comes uh, to the Royal Rumble, Triple H beats him up and bloodies him. He bloodies the guy who's probably one of the favorites to go in winning. Now he doesn't look look like he's a favorite, but then he does win. He does win. Now it needs to be settled. They they're fighting so much. Uh, Vincent Man said, "Look here, you guys have a three stages of hell match. You guys need to get this out the way. After that, I don't want to hear from either one of you again." And they had a rule in place: if you guys touch each other before, the match is off, and you're both fired. We will feel this isn't gonna happen. So going into that match, me as a Triple H fan, I was like, holy crap, Austin's gonna beat the holy hell out of <laughs> the Triple H. And it was well deserved, obviously. Um, the match was so good. It the match was so freaking good. Um and it just what 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 came down to was just these two guys beating the crap out of each other. And um let's get to this. So fall one, the first fall was just a regular traditional match. The second fall was gonna be a street fight. And then the third fall was gonna be a steel cage match. Now, if you need a third fall, that's fine. Well, the first fall, Steve Austin wins with the stunner. Boom. Alright. One more fall, Austin wins. Well, In the street fight, Triple H and him beat the living crap out of each other. And that ended with Triple H nailing him with a sledgehammer. And then hitting him with the pedigree. And then one, two, three. Now the cage is dropping. And as the cage is dropping, I still don't know which way he's going to go. As a fan, you know it's going to go three falls, right? Like nine times out of ten, these matches are going three falls. But I just didn't know. And these guys, then these guys went for like at least 45 minutes. And this was the main event of the show, I believe. If I'm not mistaken, this was the main event of No Way Out. Because I, I don't know. Yeah, I think this was the main event. Because I think earlier in the night, yes, it was. Because earlier in the night was when Rock won the WWE Championship. And that's when it was like, and JR said, well, oh, my God, it's going to be Rock and Austin at WrestleMania. And it's funny because the previous month at the Rumble, there was one time in the Rumble where Austin's in one corner, and in the corner directly across from him rocks in the corner and they're both laid out. They both just look at each other and the crowd is building. Cause now everybody realizes who is in this match. And these guys have not touched one-on-one since Austin's been back. And by the way, to up until this point, Austin has had rocks number. So it was building. They never actually really touched, uh, in that, but, um, yeah, this was the main event of No Way Out in 2001. And then Triple H pins Austin. Two falls in a row. That was unheard of. You would think it would be like, hey, Triple H. I, I was surprised when Austin got the first fall. I said, it's, I, was, I assumed how it was going to go was Triple H was going to get the first fall. Austin was going to win the next two falls. So when Austin won the first fall, I was like, holy crap, maybe he's winning two falls in a row. And then Triple H won. I was like, I, did, I had no clue. As the guy's just typing this review up, I had no clue what was going to happen. Then I read at the end, I was like, holy crap, what said Triple H won? So when I actually watched it, first of all, one of the funniest things, it was the first time I ever saw someone hide their blade. For my first time I ever actually saw it. So during the tape, obviously it tapes a live show. Well, you can see Triple H, like, grabbing the blade from the canvas. Somehow it was on the canvas. And he takes it and he's putting it in his underwear. You can see it. And the camera just stays on him. And I was like, what are they doing? And it was kind of, it reminded me of that Raw where I'm watching it with a friend. And it was Kurt Angle, I think Triple H. Yeah, it was Triple H and Kurt Angle. And Triple H is on the top rope with him. He's trying to give him a superplex. And the camera is so close on Triple H. You can hear Triple H say, hey, Kurt, stand up. And they finally moved away. And Jr. And not Jr. The King said, "Hey, great job, camera number four. That's how close. Like, like you can, you literally don't get them that close to where, like, they're um, like when Triple H had long hair. Like, you could see under the long hair, and you see the cooperation which we all know cooperation is happening. But it was just that close to where I had never seen that before, and I don't think I've seen that since. Um, that camera was probably fired. But anyways." This match was so epic, and it just gave Triple H, even though he lost the next month to The Undertaker in a great... I think that was their best... They've had, what, three WrestleMania matches? Um, hmm. I think the Hell in a Cell is their best. You have WrestleMania 28, then WrestleMania 17, in my opinion, and then WrestleMania 27 are their best matches. Um, but this was that was an epic match. Even though he lost that match... To me, it was always like, hold on a second. Like, no, it was never brought up again, dude. And once again, Austin's career was at an end just a short two years later. And he was gone for half a year in 2002. So there was never really a real chance to uh, come back to this. But it was never brought up again. And me being a huge Triple H fan, anytime I had a chance, I'd be like, well, wait a minute. He beat him two, two falls in I sounded like Chris Jericho. It was still terrible. I was such a such a fanboy, um, but it was it was a big deal, and it was surprising that Austin lost. And I guess, as a fan, you get so used to the babyface winning that middle in, in in February. You get so used to seeing that, especially when you know they're going to be in the middle. And once again, there was no weird stipulation like oh my, uh, and this is now this makes sense why, but there was no stipulation that if austin lost he lost his match which could have been a giveaway right there if i was thinking but um it it was just a great match a great brutal battle it's like 45 minutes it's worth your time to check out um i don't know what this february is going to lead to as i said as i'm recording this it's super early i'm earlier than usual um but i wanted to get this out the way and Make sure that it was all set up and nice, nice and set up for uh, February first month of February, the first weekend of February. But that is your match of the month. Three stages of hell. Triple H, Austin, 2001 it is worth your time to check out this match. Forty-five minutes. I know there's a ton of wrestling, but I know you guys don't. The, <laughs> the viewership keeps growing on this particular segment every month. So you guys are listening for a reason. So I'm assuming. You guys are going to go out your way and check this out. So check it out. Enjoy the rest of the month. Enjoy your Valentine's Day Black History, even though we're going to talk about all this stuff in this time. So that's all I got, man. We're out for the day.